Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. y'all doing over there today we are fine been been rainy but i know you're used to rain well you know we're in the dry season but we've been getting a lot of rain here the last uh, week and a half so yeah yes sir um no there's been a lot of floods on the east coast wow yes but we are doing fine okay let me gather my notes here well, everybody welcome aboard we're going to kick off our Marathon Week today is Monday, July 10th, 2023. We're live with uh, Dr. Ron and Miriam Cohen from roncohen.org. Do you all want to open us in prayer? The mic is yours. Okay. Thank you, sir. Good morning. Uh, the clicker, hun. Where is it? Right near you. Let, let me just help Miriam a second. Hold on. Hope everybody out there had a good weekend. And um, we are back. Our website, again, is omegamanradio.com. If you're here for the first time, check it out. Okay, just about. Also, don't forget to check out our Substack page. That's where I communicate with people. <clears throat> omegaman.substack.com. Okay, thank Lord. Lord, we thank you for this time together, this day, this session. Lord, I thank you for your anointing. Lord, your presence. Lord, your will, your purposes, your word being spoken today in Jesus' name. And we love you, Lord. We do love you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that we are sons of the Father. And Lord, you love us as a father, Father, today. Mm-mm-mm. I want to open up with Ezekiel chapter 47, familiar verses, yes. but I felt there's some things in there that are very um, appropriate for many of us today. Okay, it's called the river from the temple. 
Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from the right side of the temple, south of the altar. Now, the water here is the glory, the presence, the anointing of God. The water that's flowing from the temple of God for all of us. And he brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside of the outer gate that faces east. And there was water running out on the right side. Then, when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured a thousand cubics. That's about 1,750 feet. And he brought me through the waters. The waters came up to my ankles. Now, the ankles are generally, in Scripture, your walk, your daily walk in the Lord. Then he measured 1,000 Again, 750 feet, 1,700. And uh, and he brought me through the waters, and the waters came up to my knees. Now, the knees are your, not just your walk, but your, your pressing forward, you're going through the waters. And he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters up to my waist. The waist or the loins is generally your reproductive or your ability to reproduce yourself, to make disciples, to bring people into the kingdom. Now, we have then ankle deep, knee deep, and waist deep. And again, he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the waters was too deep too deep, waters in which one must swim, can't walk through the waters when it's over your head. And we live here right near the ocean on the east coast of North Carolina, and you can easily walk out into the waters, ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, and that, but once the waters are over your head, you can't walk anymore, you're forced to swim, in which one must swim a river that could not be crossed. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? And then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. And when I returned there along the bank of the river, there were very many trees on one side and on the other. And he said to me, This water flows toward the eastern region, and it goes down into the valley and enters the sea. And when he reaches the sea, its waters are healed of all impurities. The waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the river goes will live. Wherever this river now touches, it will bring forth life. And there'll be a great multitude of fish and again, the seas are generally multitudes of people, you know, the fish, the people, because these waters go there, for they will be healed, and everything will live wherever this river goes. And it shall be that fishermen will stand by it, by this river, from En Gedi to En Eklium, 
and they will be places for spreading their nets. And their fish will be the same kinds that the fish of the great sea, exceedingly many. And that now there's swamps and marshes there that will not be healed because they're not being touched by this river. They'll be given over to salt. And along the bank of the river on this side on that will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because the water flows from the sanctuary. Now, this is not a one-time deal. This is going to be a permanent every month flowing. And their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine or for healing for the nations. So what do we have here? We have a river of anointing of the presence of God, of the life of God, flowing out from under the throne of God, going out north, south, east, and west. And wherever this river touches, it brings forth incredible life. Brings forth incredible life. And there's fishermen. Again, we're all fisher of men. Fishermen standing on the banks of this river, and they don't have to even put in rods and baits. They just put in a net, and the fish are jumping into the nets. Well, that's very symbolic for me, because I've had visions and visions now, Shannon, of multitudes of people, of young people coming into the kingdom. And they don't have to be heavy-armed and strong-armed, they're going to want to come in, like we have in Rwanda. Every every week, Friday morning, Saturday morning, we, we have a ministry, five little fellowships in Rwanda, northern Rwanda, and people literally walk for kilometers to get to the meetings to get saved. They literally come there. We'll ask them, why did you come? Do you need healing? No, I came to get saved. This is going to happen worldwide, where it's going to be a mass influx of people. And I would say just in the next 12 to 18 months, it's going to start to happen. And we're not going to have to go fishing for them with fancy hooks and all kinds of bait and strong arming and people. And uh, they're going to just want to come into the presence of the Lord where this river is flowing. And water is bringing in healing. And as you know, my heart has always been for the miraculous healing of people, of situations, sicknesses, diseases, of things that are impossible with man, but possible with God. With God, all things are possible. We're going to get that into that in a moment. But one of the things in reading and ministering off of this verse this past week, I've seen there are just too many people that have been in the fellowship, older people in their 70s, in their 80s, that have spent years and years as beautiful, wonderful brothers, sisters, believers in the Lord, but they've never been beyond ankle deep in the rivers of God. They've never really pressed in to swim in the presence of God, 
to press into the glory of God. There's others that are knee deep, that have been able to walk from service to service, been able to walk through the through, through this river, but that's as far as they've ever been. There's others that have been waist deep. And at waist deep now, they're really able to duplicate themselves into evangelism, into sharing and spreading the word, into laying on of hands, into ministering the anointing. Been waist deep. But God is saying it's time for us to get fully into this river and swim. To allow it to come over our heads. To swim in the river in the glory of God. And everything this river touches will be healed. For God is calling all of us, all of our programs, all of the ministries that we do, to now start to really put out nets to allow the fish <laughs> to jump into the nets through the masses of people. You know, and Jesus did say, you know, lift up your hands at John 4.35. You know, lift up your lives, lift up your, your eyes, for the fields are white with harvest. And I know in Indonesia, and I know in Bali, there are thousands there that are not Christians and that are needing, needing and wanting the true, the real thing. In this country, you think of America as a very prosperous place, and it is comparatively worldwide. But there are millions of people in this country that are desperately hurting for healing, for life, for freedom for release from depression and oppression, release of fear, and the fear of the future, and the fear of calamity, and the fear of financial calamities. There are millions here in America, and you say it's a Christian country, but it's not. Founded on Christian principles, but there's many in, this, in America that are not walking in Christian values and Christian ways, and the same is in Europe. And in our ministry, when, uh, well, it's, um, it's afternoon, Monday afternoon, we zoom into Germany. And again, a very prosperous nation, but very hurting people, people full of fear, fear of the future, fear of what's going to happen. We need this river to flow. And it says it flows from out, from under the throne of God to different directions. And so even now, I speak to the north to release its captives. That's in America, in Europe, in Africa, to Australia, New Zealand, to Asia, and Southeast Asia, and India. Pakistan, where we have wonderful people that we're working with in Pakistan. Young people. We have four little fellowships there, and they're all pastored and overseen by brothers and sisters in their mid and late 20s. These are young people doing the work of God because they see it, they see the need, and they're picking it up and doing it. 
So, Lord, I speak to the north to release your captives. South, release the captives. East, release your captives. Release your stronghold over people's lives. And west, release your captives. And I'm speaking to those that are listening now to Omega Men to go deeper. If you've been knee deep, go into your waist. Go waist deep. Become a doer of the works of God. And if you've been waist deep all these years, plunge in and go under. Allow yourself to swim in the river and allow the river to take you where it wills. And you'll be fruit, much fruit in your life. And your fruit will remain. Jesus says that you are called to bear fruit and your fruit will remain. Isn't that good news, Shannon, for us that have worked all of these years in the gospel and in the ministry? Yes, sir. That Jesus says we will bear fruit and our fruit will remain and it's going to remain generations. It's going to remain onto your three children, Shannon. And they will pick up your anointing. They will pick up your gifting, your ministry. And our kids and grandkids. And personally, we've talked about this before, but I feel like life is going to continue to go on. I don't think we're going to be out of, out of here in the next weeks or months or even years. It's going to continue. And we need to pass the baton down to our children and our grandchildren and teach them how to live in the rivers of life, to swim in it, and not to get sidetracked, (laughs) you know, not to get caught up in a, a riptide that throws you off course. Mm-mm. Yes. You know, and, and, you know, I just see these young people and yes, they have to work. They have to put their hands to their own plows to what God has called them all to do with their lives. That's good. But they can do all of that while being swimming in the rivers of God. And so, Lord, I just speak, Father, to the people to be bold in their life, to be bold and to enter deeper and deeper into the glory and the presence of God. And the glory of God is there. Miriam and I were just up in Ashland, Virginia, Calgary, uh, a Pentecostal campground where they have all summer long for two months now, daily meetings every day, morning and night. And people are there from Africa, from India, from uh, from from the uh, Asia, even from China. I met several there from China that have come in for these meetings. You know, the glory is flowing. It is present in different places right now. But God wants to spread that out. And he wants every one of you to be glory carriers. Can you do that? Can you lift up your hands today and say, thank you, Lord, I want to be a glory carrier. I want to be able to carry your glory and your anointing 
to the different nations of the world. Amen. And I want to bear fruit, and I thank you that your my fruit will remain. And so, Lord, even this day, I'm willing to go from ankle deep to knee deep. And I'm willing to go from knee deep to waist deep. And I'm willing today to go from waist deep to swimming in this rivers of life. And Lord, your invitation is there for us. And you said there are rivers of life flowing that we can go into. And so, Lord, I thank you for increase this day. Increase in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Shannon, last week we talked about the miraculous move of God, the ministry of working of miracles. And notice again, it's not a ministry of working. It's not a ministry of miracles. It's the ministry of the working of miracles. And many of these miracles take lots of work and preparation. I used to share uh, on the gifts of the Spirit many years ago, uh, 20 and 30 years ago, especially in Canada and Europe and in the States, and doing uh, little seminars and conferences on moving in the gifts of the Spirit. And I used to talk about the gifts of working of miracles. And uh, it's like God speaks to your heart and says, I'm going to do a miracle through you. Well, let's say in Rwanda. I'm going to do a miracle through you in Rwanda. And so you hear the word of God. You believe it. You grab hold of it. God's going to do a miracle through me in Rwanda. And then you ask, where's Rwanda? (laughs) I don't know if I heard of it. And I don't even know if I can point to it on the map. Well, Rwanda is a little country south of Uganda, uh, just uh, just south of the equator, in uh, in mid uh, Africa. Um, next to it, uh, we have Uganda in the north, and you've got Tanzania and Burundi, and then south of there. So it's a wonderful little country, and uh, we've been working there now for quite a while. But she's saying. Okay, I want to go to Rwanda, and God's going to use me to do a miracle. So you finally found out where Rwanda is, and the language is Kiriwanda. And now God says, I want you to learn the language. They speak French and Kiriwanda there. (coughs) Well, now you're going to spend two years learning this language and raising the funds to go over there and to actually stay in Rwanda a length of time and do a work in God. God says, I'm going to do a miracle through you. You've raised the funds. You can now speak a little of the language. It's two years later. You've got your connections, and you go over, you fly over to Rwanda. Well, let's go up to northern Rwanda, where we are there, in uh, Nagatori. And uh, Nagatori, Rwanda... And we land there and say, wow, God's going to do a miracle through me in Rwanda. And now you're trying to set up and trying to meet people and 
learning the language and that and trying to pray for people and uh, just again saying, God's going to do a miracle through me in Rwanda. And now you've been there over a year. You spent two years in preparation, raising the money, the funds. You're there in Rwanda. You're confessing, you're believing, and you're wondering, where is this miracle? And finally, there you are, a little bit depressed, maybe a little wondering, and you're sitting in your hut, no electricity, (laughs) water is kind of not so good. And one day the leader of the village is running down the street, carrying his son in his arm, who just died of, of, of a sickness. And he's trying to run to the hospital. And you're looking out and you're saying, Mayor, Mayor, bring your boy over here and Jesus will heal him. And he says, I got to get to the hospital. And I said, Jesus will heal him. He says, he can't be healed. He's dead. Bring him here. And you lay hands on the boy and you speak life. And the young boy comes to the Lord, comes and comes, wakes out of death, comes into life and comes in fully healed and restored. Young boy, six, seven years old. And the leader of Nagatori thanks Jesus and gets on his knees and says, you have done a great miracle for me. And he starts to publicize it and invites the whole city to come to the, to come to a crusade, to come to the theater, to come to the uh, soccer arena where you can start to now lead thousands to the Lord. What a miracle. God said he's going to do a great miracle through you in Rwanda. But it's taken now three and a half to four years of work and work to bring forth this manifestation. That's why it's not a gift of miracles. It's a gift of working of miracles. Last week on the program, Shannon, we talked about Matthew 19.26, and I commissioned everyone listening to start to lift up and believe for greater. Matthew 19.26 says, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Talking about salvation, talking about healing talking about creative healing. With God, all things are possible. And I said, we are asking for too little. God said, whatever you ask, have the faith of God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, mountain of sickness, mountain of poverty, mountain of lost nations and lost families and people whoever says to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and believes in his heart that whatever he says will come to pass he will have whatever he says 
And I'm declaring to you that you are saying too little. Woman, it says, Brother Ron, will you pray for my grandson? He needs to be saved. And I'm saying, why are you praying for your grandson? God wants to save all grandsons in Bali. God wants to save all grandsons in your city, in your town, in your church. Will you please pray for my mother? She's sick, needs to be healed. God wants to heal all mothers in your city, in your church, in your area. Shannon, I believe we are asking for too little. For God puts no limits on all of these verses. Whatever you ask for in my name, I will do it, says Jesus. Whatever you ask for, I will do it. Mm. You know, with men, this is impossible. You know, you might pray for your mother, your sister, your wife, your husband to be healed. And you could see that. God touched my husband. But if we're saying, how about going over to the hospital, going over to the cancer ward, and not just pray for your husband, but believe everyone in that ward to be healed? Well, now you say, but that's impossible. I could believe for my husband, for the chemo to work, for this to happen, for miraculous intervention. But for 40, 50, for a whole ward, for hundreds of people to be healed, that's impossible. Well, that's truth. With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So again, I'm just declaring to you, ask bigger. You're praying for God to meet your rent. You're praying for $300 to meet a car payment. Why not ask for more? Why not ask for enough to change a village? Right now, I need $18,000 to finish a church in Rwanda. I need about twenty to 30000 to finish two churches in Haiti, which are going through incredible difficulty. We feed 200 children every month in Haiti. In Haiti, we feed children in India. We have four fellowships in Pakistan. We have uh, 14 children in school in Rwanda. Why 14? I should be asking for 140. I should be asking for 14,000. There are 14,000. There's thousands of children in Haiti and in Rwanda that need to be in school because these nations don't have free education. The kids have to pay for it. And for some of them, for $18 a month in Rwanda and $20 for some of the other schools in Rwanda, that's almost a month's salary. Certainly, it's it's a, a, a day's worth of pay for them to raise that much money to have their kids in school. I'm asking for too little. In the years that I have left on this earthly realm, I'm asking for too little. I think most of you are asking for too little from God when God is saying, I'll do anything you ask.
With God, all these things are impossible. Let's beam this program down from satellites around the world. Let thousands be able to pick it up. I think that we just ask for too little when God said, whatever you ask, I will do. Now, the key there is, you must believe that what you're asking for will happen and is is possible. Well, I think that's part of the problem. We're asking for too little because we don't believe that God can do much more. You believe he can get you a miraculous $300 to cover the rest of your rent, but do you believe that he can bring in $300,000 to bring forth a worldwide ministry? You see, you need to be able to believe for whatever you're asking. And if you can believe it in your heart, then it'll be done. And that Mark 11, 22, 23, have the faith of God. Have the faith of God. Remember Romans 4, 17, what is the faith of God? Even God who gives life to the dead and calls those things that do not exist as though they are already in existence. Even God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things that do not exist as though they are already in existence. Even God. Well, that's the faith of God. The faith of God calls into existence that which does not exist in the natural realm. It's bringing from one realm into another. It's bringing it from the supernatural realms, the realms of faith, into manifestation into this natural realm. You're able to do that. Jesus says it. Have the faith of God. Jesus is saying, have it. Why don't we have it then? Why don't we just pick it up and do it? I mean, he's given it to us. He's given us faith. He's given the gift of faith, saving faith, healing faith. Have the faith of God. And we walk away and we hear it. Jesus is standing there wanting to give you the present, giving you the gift, and we just walk away because we don't believe it's possible. We don't believe And with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Remember Matthew 8, 16 and 17. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So we need to lift up our eyes and our lives, but lift up our eyes and and the fields. And I see fields. I still see three, four hundred thousand in crusades. And people have told me, well, God's not doing crusades anymore, not doing mass and that he's doing it all on the Internet. Well, that's true. The Internet's been doing wonderfully. YouTube is doing wonderfully. But there is a place of one-on-one laying on a hands in contact with people. 
So that's where my heart is at. I'm wanting to get back into the large crusades, the mass crusades that we used to do before, and to see masses of people come into the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Masses of people, and they're still out there. The masses are there. Well, Ron, this is impossible to do. Possible to do in India. I was just with quite a few Indians uh, this past week from Andhra Pradesh, a couple from Goa, and that from uh, Madras, Mysore, uh, from uh, Bangalore, and from uh, the capital, from Mumbai. Well, you can't do that. The government has stopped it. We can only do small meetings. Well, do a small meeting in a field and watch the thousands come. They will come. When the anointing, no matter where it is, whether it's in New York City, Seattle, Washington, Wilmington, North Carolina, Leland, wherever, when where God and the river flows, the people will come. Because people are hurting all over. And, you know, as modern as medicine is and effective as it is, when a spinal cord breaks and people are paralyzed, modern medicine is not able to heal. But God is able to heal. With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So, Lord, we are... We're willing to stay, Father, to go deeper into the rivers of the waters of life that flows out from your throne. I'm willing. Miriam's willing. Yes. yes. Shannon's willing. Narita's willing. Lord, for all those that are listening, you are willing. Then just do it. If you're willing, do it. It's all there. So, Lord, we're willing to go deeper into the rivers. Lord, I'm willing to think and speak and ask bigger. Amen. Not just for this little thing to be fixed or someone to be healed here. Lord, let there be thousands of healing. Lord, right now I'm dealing with many people with neurological disorders, with memory loss, Alzheimer's. Lord, not just one, Lord, you've got a miraculous anointing, Lord, to stop this curse of memory loss that's happening throughout America, Canada, Europe. Lord, to break this curse, Father, of death to brain cells, neurology, Lord, to Parkinson's, to paralyzing diseases. Lord, when I speak life, Lord, I ask bigger today. Yes, yes. Lord, I ask bigger today of you. Lord, to show yourself real, show yourself strong. Show yourself, Father. And Lord, with men, this is impossible. Well, we don't have a cure to this, or we don't have a cure to that. Well, men in the medical profession, as good as it is, that's still impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Remember Matthew eight sixteen and 17. Jesus himself took our infirmities 
and bore our sicknesses. 2,000 years ago, he already did this. And it doesn't say that he took a few. He took one or two. He wore three. Only for a few people here. Or only for those that were alive 2,000 years ago when Jesus walked. For it said even he himself took our infirmities. And Matthew wrote that afterwards. He took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So even today, have the faith of God. Start to speak to impossible situations. Start to do the working of miracles. And if you sign up for that, God might start to tell you to change your job, your profession, your home, where you're living. He might tell you to go to Bible school. He may tell you not to. He may start to tell you, I want to do great things through your life. You need to be here in this country, in this place. And you can do it. For lift up your eyes. The fields are white with harvest. There is a whole generation of millions and millions of young people that lack identity. It even says that. They're even called that. Generation Xers and Yers and Zers. Generations of young people without any identity of who they are. So no wonder they're trying to see if their identity is in a sex change. Is their identity in some other place or situation? Give them identity. There's generations of young people in this country, in America. There's over 40, 45 million young people under 20 that are looking for identity in Europe, in the nations, in India, in Pakistan, in Thailand. We're talking about millions and millions. China and billions. Well, is China unreachable? China's not unreachable. With God, it's possible. The Spirit of God and the rivers of God can penetrate any governmental situation. Anything that is stopping any antichrist spirit to stop the move of God, the rivers of God are able to penetrate that. But ask for it. Start to speak it out. Start to Live for it. With God, this is all possible. But you have to start to speak it and believe it. And it will happen. Let's go bigger. Let's ask bigger. Let's look bigger. Well, in our Sunday night meetings, last night we started reading the book of Philippians together. We do teach uh, online. It's by phone. People can call in from anywhere in the country and join our Sunday night meeting. And um, we just finished uh, Galatians, Let Religion Die. And we've finished that, and we've been speaking on that here on our program, too. But if you want, let's turn to Philippians, and we'll read a little bit there from the Word of God this morning. 
And again, I'll invite you to join. Uh, you can reach me at roncohen.org or you can reach me at uh, 302 559 1766. 302 559 1766. And my email is uh, roncohen47 at aol.com. roncohen47 at aol.com. Shannon, anything you'd like to add here before we start reading Philippians chapter 1? No, sir. Uh, please continue. This is a good message tonight. Amen. And uh, okay. do we have fields right for harvest in Bali? Well, you know, um, I was on a uh, scooter today, and I often get the question, um, where are you from? And then, of course, uh, do you have a, a job here locally? And I said I work online as a podcaster. And uh, most people don't know what podcasts are over here. Now, I said, you know, it's like being a YouTuber except no video. And even that, uh, there are many that use YouTube, but many don't. So they don't listen to podcasts and they don't use YouTube. Uh, So how are you going to reach them? Uh, So for those that think that social media is the end all, internet is the end all to reach people. Maybe a couple billion, but there's billions that don't use any of this media. And the only way you're going to reach them is, like you said, boots on the ground, holding meetings in their cities. So for those that say that meetings are passe, they're wrong. Not everybody uses Facebook, YouTube. Most don't know what podcasts are over here. In fact, most people don't even have a computer over here. Now, they have a phone, of course. but uh, So there's definitely an opportunity to reach people on the ground, uh, in meetings. And so I like what you're talking about tonight. Amen. And, you know, most of the countries, I mean, Rwanda and Haiti, we're, we're, only, we're dealing with electricity three, four hours a day. Right. Uh, we, we work into, in Rwanda uh, several days a week, but right in the middle of our ministry, like we're doing right now, it'll have to stop. They'll say we lost our web, our, our Internet connection. They have a word, they have a, a name for it, but poor, um, I forget what they are, but, but poor, um, poor reception maybe. But, you know, many of these places, it's still challenging. And God wants to raise up young people in all of these nations to do the work. And we can't rely on social media. We can't rely on the internet. If the if the government ends up shutting things down, shutting down Christian broadcasts and Christian programs, which may happen, or you know, uh, releasing them in some way, we have to be able to come back to spreading the gospel, to speaking the word, and doing crusades and meetings in local churches, and you know, as wonderful as as the broadcastings are and all the things on YouTube and the programs, and we're on there too, as wonderful as all of that is, people still need one-on-one contact. They need to be, we we saw the devastation that happened with COVID, telling people for two years to stay away from everyone. Well, that really hurt a lot of people psychologically. So, again, I'm believing in Pakistan right now, we've got young people that are willing to run with the works of God. 
and they need a little money? Not a lot. $100 goes a long way in these countries to help and to build their ministry in that. And I, th I think we can do a whole lot more worldwide. And, uh, you know, people tell me, ask me, like, well, what's your calling, Ron? Are you, are you a prophet? Are you evangelist, a teacher? You know, and it's like, well, we've done all of that. But our real calling now at our age is to father, is to father young people. And I'm looking for young ministries that would like input for them into their lives and to help them get their ministry going. So that's, you know, that's passing the baton down now. And that are at my age. And that, Shannon, you've got a lot more years to go yet. And that you're, you're not even halfway there running your race. <laughs> I'm believing for 120. Yeah, that's right. So you're not even halfway there yet. Oh, man. Well, I'm a little more than halfway. But I got a lot of more years to go. But we got to make it fruitful. Okay. Well, let's look at Philippians. We'll read a bit of chapter one in the time we have left. And again, if uh, any of you would like to help our ministry and uh, to to take care of some of these uh, churches and ministries that we have in Haiti, we have a desperate need in Haiti now. I mean, people are literally starving on the streets now in Haiti. The devastation the government, the corruption, the crime, the gangs in the street. Haiti is not a safe place to go right now. And uh, they, they, they have a great need there. In Haiti and in Pakistan, I'd love to see these things start to move. And these young people are bold. They're in an Islamic country. It's illegal for them to have church church. They call it Sunday school, schools that meet on Sunday. But they're willing to go and do it and to take their lives in hand. We, have, we don't see that in America. Pastors that are willing to put their life literally on the forefront to, to do their work. Okay, but Paul and Timothy did. So let's open up with Philippians chapter 1 with the reading of your word. Paul and Timothy, servants of Jesus Christ to all the saints in Christ Jesus, who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons. And uh, Philippians, Philippi, which was originally known as Crenides, which means wells or springs, was named after Philip II, father of the Greek conqueror Alexander the Great. So Alexander the Great came through this area years before, into the province of Macedonia, and uh, he named the city of Philippi, he named the city of Crenides after his father, Philip. So that's where it came from, and that to all the saints in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you able to say that God is my Father? Are you able to recognize yourself then as being a son of the Father? And that Jesus is your Lord. Jesus is your Lord. God is your Father. Jesus is the Son of God. God is his Father also. Jesus is a Son. You're a Son. 
So you are in direct relationship with Jesus in the family of God. Do you see that? Can you see that? Do you see that? Mm, mm, mm. And if you see it and understand it intellectually, can you really get it in your heart now that you see yourself as a son? Okay. And Miriam, you need to get ready, hon. Thank you. So I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Always in every prayer of mine, making request for you all with joy. So Paul is saying about the churches and the saints in Philippi, every day I pray for you. And he also said that about his churches in Rome and Thessalonica and many, many of the other uh, nations and cities and Colossians, Colossi. He's constantly saying, I pray for all of you every day. And I thank my God every remembrance of you. Always in every prayer of mine making request for all with joy. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day unto now. Being confident of this very thing. That he who begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Do you believe that, everyone listening? Do you believe that God who has begun a great work in you will complete it? A good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And that's not the day of his return. It's not the day of Saturday or Sunday. It's the day of his fulfillment of his work in your life. He will complete it. And so I thank you, Lord, for this very thing in my life. And Shannon and Miriam and those that are listening. That he who has begun a good work in you will complete it to the end. Amen. Just it is right for me to think this in all of you because I have you in my heart. Mm, that's a pastor to have his people in his heart Paul is saying I have you all in my heart and as much as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel you all are partakers with me of grace for God is my witness how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. And Lord, I also pray that for those that are listening. Mm, 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 mm. That your love will abound and will increase more and more in the knowledge of God and all discernment, which we so need. You need to discern now what is of God, what is not of God, what looks like it's not of God, but maybe really is God doing and working and ministering. All discerning, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. 
and that all of you listening now will be filled with the fruits of righteousness, the fruits of faith, the fruits of right standing with the Father, which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God, to the glory and praise of God. Well, that's a great opening of the book of Philippians chapter 1 where Paul is giving his heart for all the people that he's worked with and ministered to the church that he started there in Philippi and the people. And we speak the same things today for those that we carry in our heart, that they'll be filled with the knowledge of God and all wisdom, all discernment, and all life. And I thank you that the provision of God, God has given you everything you need for Peter, everything you need for life and godliness, God has already given to you. Everything you need. So I thank you for that now, Father, for our lives, for your provision in our lives, for Shannon and Omega Man. And don't forget in your giving this month, to reach out to Omega Man Ministries and to give to there. It's needed to keep this program going. And that, and I think you can just go to Omega Man's website and there'll be a link there for that. What's your website, Shannon, if people wanted to give? Yes, sir. It's uh, OmegaManRadio.com. And, uh, OmegaManRadio.com. Yes. Very simple one-page website. Encourage people to check it one time a week at least. Uh, I'll post there updates. Uh, also, don't forget to sign up for our Substack page. Back to you. Okay. Well, we're about at the end of our time, Shannon. Great Hour work went today. quickly. Uh, tell me people. Put that Omega Man, Omega Man. OmegaManRadio.com. Okay. You can find us there. And uh, Brother Ron, great word today. Uh, tell people how they can reach you and Sister Cohen and your ministry good and we're real open to having people call and talk with us in any ministry you might need Uh, you can reach me at roncohen47 at aol.com and if you just uh, give me an email I will invite you to our Sunday night program and Wednesday night and uh, Saturday Shabbat program and such and our Sunday night healing service so that's roncohen47 at aol.com and you can call me and I do answer the phone and we don't have a whole staff here I'll answer your phone just remember it's eastern time uh, in North Carolina here so you can call me at 302-559-1766 and again my website is roncohen.org R-O-N-C-O-H-E-N dot org. You can PayPal me uh, at my email, roncohen47 at AOL.com, and Zell, and uh, we take any credit card, Amex, etc., debit cards. Just give me a call or an email. So thank you, Shannon. Looking forward to next week. Likewise. And um, folks, if you're coming in late, we'll get this up in the archive here in just a bit. We're uploading every day to the archive so please share these programs with a friend do you want to close this in prayer brother Ron be glad to 
Okay, well, thank you for your word today. Lord, I thank you that we are going to start to ask for the impossible in our own lives, in our family, Lord, healing and health. Lord, but especially the reaching out and the ministering. Lord, I speak your spirit of life in Christ today. The spirit of life in Christ and day that will permeate. And I thank you that we're going to venture deeper, not just ankles, but up to our knees, up to our waist, and even to swim into the rivers of the waters of life. So, Lord, I just speak a boldness for people to enter deeper into the glory and into the presence of God. And I thank you for this program. Thank you for Shannon. I speak health to Narita and the three kids. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And I think I saw one of your daughter's names. Was she named after one of Job's restored daughters at the end? That's right. Uh, Jemima. Jemima. The Lord gave me her name. We prayed. I opened up the Bible and it fell open right there and I was looking at Jemima and I said, there we go. <laughs> oh man, yes, I saw that name, the restoration of Job's life and uh, all his new family and homes and finances at the end. And I said, Jemima, oh, that's where he got it from. Absolutely. Oh, man. And then we gave her the middle name of my grandmother, a very unique name. Never heard another name like it. Her name was Wheatus. So Jemima Wiedis Davis, uh, to, to honor my grandmother. How do you spell that? W-E-D-I-S. Wiedis, never heard. Mm. I never have, too. Nobody liked the name, but, you know, I thought um, with these three children, we're going to honor uh, our family. So my son Jeremiah is named after me and my dad, Ray. And then uh, Judah was named after my great-grandfather, excuse me, my grandfather Davis. His name was Wallace. Judah Wallace, and then uh, Jemima Wiedis, named after my grandmother. So, um, wonderful. We took care of it all. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent word today. Thank you for coming on. We'll see you next we week. Bless you guys. Bless everyone in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Sister Mary. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you, Shannon. Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you.